True North AM 1460 FM 101.1 The Answer Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. or via podcast Fly me to the moon Let me Among the stars Shining a light on the leaders and luminaries of today and tomorrow You're listening to True North With your host, Dirk Hobbs Alright, good morning Southern Colorado Welcome to True North, glad you're with us Take a deep breath. It is a beautiful Saturday morning here in Southern Colorado, no matter what it's doing outside, right? Cold out there, uh, but it is what it is, and you are in paradise. It's all frame of mind sometimes, folks. So I'm your host, Eric Hobbs. Welcome. And uh, it is uh, December 9th here in Southern Colorado. We're getting ever so close to our pinnacle event for the month of December. The celebration of Christmas is coming Soon, so hopefully you're out getting ahead on your shopping. You you know, d- December 9th is not panic time yet. I'd say for me, it's always been December 23rd when the panic lights are going off. But uh, we want to encourage you to shop local, get out there and uh, support your local merchants. There's some great things happening here in Southern Colorado throughout the region. And, um, you know, we've got Festival of Lights, we've got great concerts, we've got Restaurants are booming, and you know, it's just a great time to be in Southern Colorado. So, hopefully, you're having a great morning. You're enjoying a hot cup of cocoa or coffee, or I just got into mushroom tea, uh, mushroom coffee. It's stuff called Rise, and it's all mushrooms and um, not, not hallucinogenic mushrooms, it's just mushrooms. And uh, I have to say, they're a little more mental acuity, but um, a lot of people would debate that, but we won't go there. Uh, last week, I had mentioned that the Air Force Falcons are headed to the First Responder Bowl. And actually, it's the Armed Forces Bowl that they are headed to. So if you've seen the social media promos from Air Force uh, Falcons football, you've seen uh, you know all the different uh, the Orange Bowl trophies, the Peach Bowl trophies, and all that stuff. And then the bird comes in there, and he just wipes everything off the table and says, we're going to the uh, Military Bowl. So... Uh, really appreciate the fact that those guys have had a great season, eight and four, and they are headed to a bowl game. They're going bowling. And of course, my old Miss Rebels are headed to the Peach Bowl. In spite of what CBS Sports has said about them, <sighs> dare I go there, uh, we are going bowling against Penn State and Nittany Lions. So here, kitty, 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 we're going Peach Bowling, and uh, we're going to knock them down. We're going to have some fun. So proud of my Rebels. They're going to Hotlanta for the Beach Bowl. So hopefully, uh, if you're one of those folks that got into the consternation that happened last weekend over Alabama versus FSU, I you know, I am sorry for you uh, if you're a Florida State fan. Uh, you know, I grew up in, in Florida, and I was never a Florida State fan. Uh, but I certainly can appreciate the disposition that was held as it relates to a 13-0 and team uh, not having a bowl. Uh, a, a playoff bit. So I can appreciate that. Uh, but I also heard the other side of the story, which was uh, schedule and the durability of the team and key players that were in and out. Um, and certainly Bama was at the top of that discussion as well. But 
not picking a favorite there because, frankly, as an Ole Miss fan, I never have a favorite between anybody else in the SEC and us. So, so be it. Anyway, let's get to the main event. Uh, I'm hanging out with a, a very fine gentleman named Jeffrey Lipsansky, and he runs uh, the Broadmoor World Arena and Pikes Peak Center's entertainment group down there. And uh, they keep uh, a very lively schedule. They've had a great holiday season coming into this point. Jeffrey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Dick. Hey, hey, man, glad you're here. Thank you. Best mustache in town. I appreciate it. I don't know. There's a guy with a white one and a beard that maybe look a little bit better. He's been popping up lately around uh, He's got a white? Yeah, version yes. of this Santa Claus, you know that guy, and he's got the yeah, he's the got goatee. the beard. He's a little bit more popular than me too, so I think uh, <laughs> I don't I'll know. Take, man. I'll take second place to him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a good one. Thank you. That's I appreciate a, it's it. a very good one. All right, well, let's get to know you first because I know we got a lot of things to talk about about how the the, the whole World Arena and Pikes Peak Center work as an apparatus and how things come to fruition down there. But before we do, let's get to know you a little bit, man. Yeah. Where, where are you from? So, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Worked in. I've been working in sports and entertainment pretty much my whole post college life. Uh, so that that includes stops in NASCAR, uh, golf, PGA Tour, um, St. Louis Blues, Chicago White Sox, uh, a little wow. devil in sports betting with points bet, and uh, yeah, now here in Colorado Springs with with the Broadmoor World Arena. You love it? I love it. I mean, I love working in in the industry. Uh, Bigger than that, I love Colorado Springs. I just, I just love living here, and yeah. it's been about three years since my family and I have been here, and and yeah, then never second guess that that uh, that decision. So much better than those frozen tundra Chicago winners. A thousand percent. You know, <laughs> I was a uh, little taken aback by a you know six inch Sunday morning snowstorm we had recently yeah. uh, here, but but man. It's uh, it's gone it's, the next day. It's gone, and uh, you know the sunshine out here. It's just that makes such a big difference versus the dirty snow that, that just kind of hangs out all winter in Chicago. I know it turns gray and black. Yeah, you know the snow on the ground, and it's just this black ice sculpture. Absolutely, <laughs> you yeah. know from all the from all the traffic. Um, but uh, where'd you grow up? I mean, beyond Chicago. I mean, did you stay there? You're grown and raised there. It sounds like you moved around because yeah. you were with NASCAR at one point. Yeah. So grew up, uh, in my whole, up until college, I was in Chicago. Okay. So lived there, born and raised there. My whole family's there. My wife's whole family's there. No one except for my brother outside of our, our immediate families, uh, are outside of like a 30 mile radius of where they were born. No so kidding. it's, uh, yeah. So we're, we're the, the trailblazers that, that have been kind of bouncing around and moved West here. Yeah. Go West young man. And you did. Yeah. How was your stint in NASCAR? It was fine. It yeah. was cool. You know, it was, it's a unique sport. Um, tell me about you know, it. Different, different, um, different audience than, than my, my other, you know, stops with, with, uh, baseball and hockey mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and golf. So, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, got to work the championship race there. So mm-hmm. that, that was, it was a neat experience. So were you in a specific venue or were you with a sports team or I, down in Phoenix? I was with Phoenix raceway. You were with Phoenix raceway. Yep. Okay. So I was with Bill Davis racing, okay. um, which owned the Caterpillar Siemens and Amico cars mm-hmm. when, when I was there, um, we, we had Ward Butt and is one of the drivers, uh, Bostonian, guy who's a feisty little fella <laughs> anyway um we had a great time i loved that experience because it attacks all five senses oh yeah right smell taste feel i mean everything i mean you're just inundated and immersed in <laughs> in the environment that you're in that's really cool mm-hmm. um 
I have often told people, tell me if I'm wrong. If you want a marketing degree, forget going and getting your MBA in marketing. Go work for NASCAR for a year, and you'll learn more about marketing, competitive positioning, branding than at any other sport in any other degree program I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd say that's fairly accurate. You know, you've got so many moving parts <clears throat> with a sport like that. You know, you have the governing body, you've got NASCAR, then you've got all these teams that have have their own goals and initiatives, and they've got to put a great car out on the track every every week. And they need some money to do that, so they've got to raise their own funds. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they may be getting pulled in a few different directions from different sponsors. Or yeah, you bet. Things. So it's yeah. uh, yeah, it's definitely unique how it all comes together. Uh, but yeah, awesome experience. And baseball, you baseball, enjoyed that? That was my first love. So I got into sports and entertainment because I loved baseball. Wanted to work in baseball, and uh, you know, for me coming out of college, it was work for a big four sport. Soccer wasn't quite as big at the time to mm-hmm. even be in the conversation of a big five. Uh, here in the states, but I wanted to w- I wanted to win a championship ring. That was my goal coming out of college. I wanted to work for a team. In, Where did you go to school? Eastern Illinois. Okay, go Panthers. Right up, go Panthers. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. Very right, right. go Panthers. Uh, but um, yeah, that was that was uh, what I enjoyed. And then I did baseball for maybe three or four years. And you know, looking at that experience, baseball's baseball's a bit of a grind. You know, mm-hmm. your whole summer kind of yeah, shot. It's a, it's a long got, schedule. You know, if you're if you're major league, you got 81 home games. Oftentimes, those are six to ten game home stands. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you if you enjoy seeing your family, uh, that's that's a difficult thing to to come by. So, mm-hmm. that was early in early in life, early in my career. So, was able to, you know, navigate things and figure, huh, how's uh, how can I still get joy out of what I do, but not live at a ballpark all all year? So, kind of moved on to some some other things. Uh, White Sox or Cubs? For uh, you, man, I grew up a Cubs fan. But the White Sox gave me an opportunity to work for them. No so kidding. So I, I did work for the White Sox. So that's where my allegiance will will lie, uh, because they they um, you know they helped me advance my career and they helped me. It all come to, came and, down uh, to employment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's all it really is. And you know we had a fun year. The year I was there in, uh, as a inside salesperson, um, the they made the playoffs for the first time in a long time. They had mm-hmm. they had Hall of Famers Jim Tomey. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. on the team. No it, kidding. It was just yeah. a fun team Good to be around, yeah. and it was really cool. Good for you, bro. So when did you guys come out here? Uh, about two and a half years ago. Okay. So right after you know things kind of opened back up with events and, and sporting events right. and concerts, they were looking for someone to come in and, and help uh, help support mm-hmm. marketing and, and sponsorships with the, the Bravo World Arena. So got that mm-hmm. opportunity to move out here. So the job brought you to Colorado Springs specifically or the other way around? Yeah, the job brought me out here, you know, before I even apply or, you know, applied for the position, mm-hmm. have a convo with the wife and say, hey, is, what do you think about Colorado Springs? And yeah. that was a thumbs up, you know, there's there, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not all mm-hmm. thumbs up. There's a few, I won't name any names, but there's a few thumbs down where <laughs> we didn't go. But uh, yeah, I think the wife maybe, maybe knew better than me and sure. uh, directed us here. Well, it's a great place to raise your family. It's a great place to, you know, now we're not, as I said earlier with uh, Chloe, we're not an entertainment desert anymore. We have been for a long time because mm. you don't often equate Colorado Springs with great entertainment or first scene acts. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if you're looking at the folks that, that come here and spend their, their vacation dollars here, it's because of the natural beauty. Natural you know, mostly beauty. it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, there's, man, there's so many cool things to do. Uh, when I talk to folks from out of town, 
you know, what are you doing this weekend? I'll say, oh, I live in Colorado Springs. And they're like, oh, you're good. You're going to be fine. You're I'm not even worried about you, Jeff. <laughs> but now we're adding on to that a great em- entertainment dynamic here in Southern Colorado. We're even keeping our young folks interested. We're with Jeff Lipsansky. Uh He's running the show over at uh, Pikes Peak World Arena. And the uh, did I say Pikes Peak World Arena? I did, didn't I? It's the Broadmoor World Arena and the Pikes Peak Center. Yeah. So I even caught myself there. Anyway, we're back with him in a moment. We're going to get to know how this whole thing works here in Southern Colorado. Back in a moment. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. All right, we're back here, second quarter, True North. It is a beautiful Saturday morning here in Southern Colorado. We're hanging out with Jeff Lipsansky, who runs the show down here at the Broadmoor World Arena in the Pikes Peak Center, and he's the program manager down there. Is that Do I have that right? Uh, director of Marketing. Director of Marketing? Partnerships. All right. Yeah. All right. But, but you know what's going on down there. Yeah, I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to tell us, you know, how does a show come to Colorado Springs? Uh, why do they skip this region? Why do they join this region? Uh, I'd love to know more about that and mm-hmm. uh, what it takes from a entertainment consumer standpoint to help us attract other marquee acts to the community. Because you guys do a great job of filling the region. You got you know you got the Globetrotters, you've got great Christian acts, you've got great uh, contemporary acts and uh, comedians, and in just some a great variety of shows. Um, but Elton John, for example, hmm. probably not going to come to Colorado Springs. Why does a why does an entity like that, and I call him an entity, um, like the Elton John concert performance, why does that not come to a region like this? Well, you know, you've you've got it comes down to uh, really what the artist wants. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, that can be um, you know what they want. They want to play in front of a packed, sold out crowd. They want to have a fun, fun environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're you know, a Taylor Swift or something of that magnitude, you're going to want to maximize that experience for your fans, bring as many fans in as you can. Right. And also on the, on the financial side, maximize the revenue that yeah, you're, you're bringing yeah. by, by putting on the production in the, in that city. Mm-hmm. So when you have a, a show that that's just that size, um, and that's an extreme example, but mm-hmm. they're going to need certain accommodations to be able to, to, to come to your, your city. And if you, have a have a venue that can support that, then then you have a better shot. Versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, otherwise the alternative would be, you know, a fun, intimate show, but tickets are going to be kind of crazy price wise, mm-hmm. right? Just to, just to kind of cover your your costs and, and different things on on the back end. Mm-hmm. Well, so how does it work? I mean, as you guys are filling up, when do you start programming? Is it constant loop, or do you have like okay in December we're going to book out twenty four? Yeah, you know, I've got we've got shows already booked and announced for November of next year. No kidding. So about okay. a year out, I think you know there's conversations being had already about you know early 25. So so those I don't have anything in in the can yet there, but mm-hmm. uh, usually um, you know it's typically depending on the size of the show, um, you know how the the show is going to announce. You know, are we 
are we uh, part of the original announce? Are they adding a few dates to the, the back end of that tour? So mm-hmm. all those things kind of factor into how much lead up time you have to a show. So, right. you know, I mentioned I have one that we just announced this week for November. I also have one that we just announced for you know, February. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a quicker turnaround. You know, you've only got <clears throat> maybe eight, 10 weeks to sell an event. Uh, you know, that decision will come down to, you know, can we, can we get a good crowd? Can we, mm-hmm. uh, can this, is this artist going to bring in uh, the folks that we think it will uh, given this shorter timeline? Mm-hmm. So all those are kind of factors into how and when. And how do you guys do, determine that if, if an artist generally does it just statistics from their previous engagements or is there more to it? That's part of it. You know, when's the last time this, this individual artist was in the market? Um, okay. you know, how do they do in the market? Uh, how have, similar acts performed here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we kind of have an idea of what, what does well. Um, and then, you know, what, what we bring to the community knowing, Hey, this isn't going to crush, but it's, it's just, you know, we're a nonprofit organization trying to bring entertainment to Colorado Springs. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're trying to do that through a diverse audience for a lot of folks. Um, so there's shows that we know, Hey, this isn't going to knock it out of the park, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, I think it's, I think there's some folks that here, that that we really enjoy it, so we try to bring stuff like that as well. What's your favorite show that you've ever done? Um, I'm big on the the comedy, uh, so I love yeah. love comedy. Um, kind of a student of, of comedy, I have a lot of respect for anyone that That's can a tough kick get man. up and, and talk and <laughs> yeah. and do it, and just the highs and lows of, of that. I just find it fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so mine mine are going to be um, you know my favorites are always going to be those comedians that that roll through. Uh, and I was able to take my son to Nate Bargatze, uh, last year. Very funny man. Uh-huh. Um, that was, you know, you know, on the, on the, as the marketing guy, <laughs> a show that sells out pretty quick. Love it. So yeah, anybody well, that's going to do that, sure. I love your show automatically, <laughs> regardless of, of genre. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, that was, that was a really cool moment to go see that with my son. But then also to be able to bring him back where we actually announced, um, in May of, of next year, we have Nate Bargatze coming up. Uh, he's going to play the arena. So mm-hmm. much bigger room. He's playing it in the round. Um, so he'll be play, performing to all sides, which is which is unique for us. I haven't experienced one of those events like that where we'll be able to fill up the capacity of the building due to the, the stage set up there. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, to have, I'd say that's my favorite, just knowing that it was a fun show. He did well. Uh, and then we get we get to bring him back, and, and mm-hmm. more people get to experience that. Absolutely. And then you've got other things that are more family friendly, um, or as family friendly. You got Disney on Ice. You've got um, you know you had TSO in here uh, yeah. over the holidays. Wonderful holiday tradition. A lot of uh, folks get behind that. You know that's a show I've been working with since my days in in St. Louis when I was when I was with the Blues. Um, I was in charge of managing all non hockey events. Mm-hmm. So that was your Disney and Ice, your TSOs. Um, you know, folks that would, you know, your Harlem Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. So I would manage those experiences and ticket sales and, and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, TSO, love it. You know, they come up with a unique show every year and we get a lot of folks that come back, uh, you know, for, for one of those two shows that they have every, Absolutely. every Sunday in November. Yeah. They are fun to watch. Uh, TSO Trans-Siberian Orchestra for, for those of you who are like, <laughs> okay, who's TSO? Are you doing, are you guys doing any wrestling sports, indoor sports over there? Um, you know, nothing on the docket yet. Uh, ticketed wise, you know, usually we'll have a, a WWE, you know, last year we had AW wrestling for the first time, which was a wonderful experience. I think they'll be back for another televised show. So that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have, you know, non-ticketed events, cheerleading competitions, wrestling, mm-hmm. things like that. Those are, those are happening, you know, at least monthly uh, over at our, our venue. Absolutely. And I know, uh, 
coming up, actually this weekend, um, you've got Holly and Ivy. The Air Force Academy does yeah. a really nice job. They're over at the Pikes Peak Center, though, right? That is Pikes Peak Center. You know, yeah. They're going to do two shows uh, Monday and Tuesday coming up here. Uh, one of my favorite parts is they have NORAD there in the lobby uh, so they can hand out some Christmas information uh, what does that mean? No, right. in the, the, lobby. the Santa, the Santa tracking. Oh, the Santa tracking. Santa tracking. Yeah. 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 So, so they're they're running the show on keeping track of where where Santa Claus is, and they can give you some information on and the kids' information on that if you do head out to uh, the Pikes Peak Center for that. That's really cool. So, how do you determine where where an act goes between the center and the arena? Um, you know, usually it's there's there are some tweeners, but it's usually pretty straightforward. You know, you see what an act is or has been selling and touring with, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a comedian, you're, you're most likely, you know, I wouldn't say most likely either. If you have a Pikes Peak Center, you know, you can fall back on doing a second show uh, afterwards mm-hmm. or even possibly next day. So, you know, little factors like that come into the type of artist that, that, uh, you know, which venue they're, they're going to play. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you, most folks know, Hey, we've got to get to, this this dollar amount to to break even. So which venue is going to yeah. be able to support that? And what are the economics of of a given like an average comedian show? Uh, generally know, speaking, it it varies pretty widely, um, especially in, in comedy because you'll have you'll have folks that are really just trying to cut their teeth and they'll be at you know three E's for a while mm-hmm. and then they'll 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 start getting big and they'll get popular and mm-hmm. and uh, then they'll start to to command some some decent money uh, to where they can they can probably live and tour on. And, uh, you know, at that point, then they're, they're playing the Pikes Peak Center. So, I, you know, I was a George Carlin fan. Yeah. So, and he, he was, um, I mean, he could fill out Radio City Musical. Yeah. Right. And when he came here, it was interesting. I saw his, his last tour here and uh, poor guy, he looked old and worn out, man. He mm-hmm. was, but it seemed like he was trying his stuff out for his HBO specials here. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot of comedians do that. But those are, those are big acts. Definitely. Uh, that are going to fill a room, right? Yeah. You know, and I think there's guys like, like you mentioned, George Carlin. We have, we have Jerry Seinfeld coming up here in February. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's one that, you know, he's going to go on tour, um, but he's also going to work on some material for some other stuff when he's out on the road, uh, mm-hmm. just to see how it's working with different audiences and things like that. I, you know, we had Dave Chappelle uh, about a year and a half ago come up. And he, I think he, his whole set was basically just, Hey, I'm here to try stuff out. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, thanks for coming along for the ride. Pleasure to be here. Um, but it wasn't any old classics. It was, Hey, is this going to work? Uh, you know, for my next standup special. Yeah. Now is this, uh, it, Colorado Springs is what I would deem is a tier two city. Uh, right. We're not Denver, we're certainly not Chicago or New York. So, you know, we're not that big destination yet. Um, but are, are you seeing more and more acts coming out of Red Rocks and Fiddler's Green come down here for a second performance? You know, we, in the industry, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. We're, we're definitely a second tier in that, in that uh, you know, when they, when they go through the Rolodex of sure. who's what. We're. So a lot of stuff will, will potentially do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff will, will come here or to a Fort Collins or, or you know, a secondary market like that. Depending on what the act has looked like, uh, how long they were, how recently they were in in Denver, right, mm-hmm. in one of those venues. So, you know, we have one. I know we have we have Bert Kreischer coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, very funny man. He played Red Rocks, uh, you know, about six months ago, four months ago, mm-hmm. and then you know he'll be at the arena uh, in February. So, um, for us, don't see a ton of play here Monday. 
play up there Monday, come down here Tuesday. Right. More, hey, we, we played Denver. How soon can we get down to those, those oh, right secondary on. markets? When and you're seeing more requests for Colorado Springs. Yeah, I think so. I'd that's, say so. Well, and that's our evolution out of the entertainment desert that we once were. <laughs> uh, so we're ha- hanging out with Jeff Lefsansky, Director of Marketing over at the Broadmoor World Arena and the Pikes Peak Center. And stick with us. We're going to uh, find out kind of what's going on uh, this month, next month, and in the next few quarters so you can put those things on your calendar and how, do you, how you can get tickets. And there's uh, actually this thing called Backstage Pass that I want to talk to you about, uh, which really gets you kind of in front of the line uh, when acts are coming up even before the general public knows. So stick around. Back in a moment. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Well, if you're out holiday planning and trying to figure out what to do, where to go, where to eat, where to entertain some friends or even just your own family, uh, we got a great entertainment district up here on the north side of southern Colorado. Uh, in Colorado Springs specifically, I'm with Chloe Heft, who's... Uh, uh, got some ideas for us as we go out into the holiday season. Chloe, what's going on? Hey, Dirk, how are we doing? We're doing great, man. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you guys. You know, there's so much going on up north. I want to tell the world about it, so what? I appreciate you guys coming, um, having us on again. Absolutely. Well, fill us in. What can we do with you guys? All right. So coming up, our Christmas shows at Boot Barn Hall have been just flying off the shelves. So we have a couple more. We actually added a couple more. Uh, the one that we have had um, for a couple weeks now is actually the, called the Clairvoyance. They're out of Vegas. They were on um, America's Got Talent for mind reading and magic. But it is a holiday spectacular. So it's going to be really cool. It's the week of uh, Christmas. That so it's perfect like for friends and family all alike to come to the mind reading and magic show. Mm-hmm. And then also... Just announced this week is a really cool event. We're actually doing a Coldplay cover through string quartets. So we're going to put some sparkly lights around the room, That's and we're cool. going to have a string quartet playing an entire Coldplay cover piece. It's going to be really magical, and that is the weekend of New Year's Eve. Wow, that sounds like fun. That's very unique. Have you heard that act? Uh, they are awesome. I've seen I've seen them live before, and it's just so magical because you're in this really intimate room, and you're with people you love, and the beautiful you know intimate setting with the lights and um, just beautiful music. So I definitely recommend checking it out at bootbarnhall.com. Um, mm-hmm. Grab your tickets for the the incredible unique show that we have coming up. And of course, you have a great buffet over the weekend at Notes, and great comfort food at Bourbon Brothers. A great place to hang out. Uh, anything going on special that we should know about there? Yeah, so Notes Bar has a, as you know, has a jazz brunch everything single Saturday and Sunday, which is a buffet jazz brunch um, with some live jazz music. But also Santa's coming. So this Always weekend fun. on Saturday, Santa's going to be stopping by, snapping some photos, and also telling a special rendition of the Christmas story. So if you want, if you just aren't there just yet, you know, in your Christmas season, I know it's kind of hard sometimes, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that this is a great time for you to stop by Notes Bar in the Christmas season and visit Santa. We also have Jason Wolf Band stopping um, over on Saturday evening as well. So tonight. Those guys are going to be fun. So, well, mm-hmm. Chloe, how do we get in touch with you? How do we uh, pick up tickets with you? All that good stuff. 
Yeah, so bootbarnhall.com for tickets. Check to notesbar.com for that kind of stuff. And then don't forget to Bourbon Brothers Smokehouse and Tavern does have their Christmas meals on sale right now. If you don't want to cook, you don't know what you're going to do, um, <laughs> order some Christmas meals at bourbonbrothers.com. And then I wanted to give some sunset news, if that would be all right as well. Please do, quick. yes. Yeah, so the Sunset Amphitheater is coming along nicely. We've been fortunate enough to have some great weather. So, um, you know, d- drilling into into a hard ground is challenging. So we've had some really good um, good weather. So we're building, and if you guys go up on, on Spectrum Loop, check it out. Um, we have exciting times. We're booking bands left and right, and we are working on getting tickets for sale for the 2024 season um, soon. So I hope that we can give you guys a date here soon, but it's very, very exciting. And, of course, um, you know, it, Notes Live is just a rocket ship to the moon right now. So we appreciate you guys' the support over there and Absolutely. the support of the Colorado Springs community as well. Well, we are no longer an entertainment desert, as I once heard your boss say. Uh, we are becoming an entertainment destination. And we appreciate all that you guys are doing and all that you're offering. It's a lot of fun up there. Uh, Chloe Heft over at the Boot Barn Hall and Notes Live. Lots going on. Thanks for uh, filling us in, buddy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time, and we'll see you next week. You got it. Back here in the third quarter with True North, I am your host, Dirk Hobbs, and I am hanging out with a guy you definitely want to know. Jeff Lipsansky, Jeffrey Lipsansky, uh, best mustache in the business. Uh, sorry, that's the obvious thing to say. Um, but you are you are a very, very enjoyable guest, and, and uh, appreciate you coming in here. Thanks for, for filling us in on all things uh, Broadmoor World Arena and Pike Peak Center. Yeah, of course. I yeah, appreciate it. All right, well, we still got half the month of December to go here, and uh, we've got uh, Christmas Joy. The First Presbyterian Church's Christmas Joy is coming to the Pikes Peak Center on December 10th. Just going to kind of run through a list here for you folks. December 11th, the Air Force Academy bands Holly and Ivy. This is a great concert uh, for a couple of reasons. A, it's the Air Force Academy, and they do a great job with the show. And number two, it's free. Very free. Uh, show, very free. <laughs> so show up at the Pikes Peak Center and just request a ticket and go in and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Then we got some other things coming, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, we've got uh, Cirque. That's a cool one. Yeah, Cirque, Cirque Musica. So they're going to be doing their thing at, at the Pikes Peak Center on the stage. Uh, and, yeah, just a fun, fun holiday theme. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just uh it's a great show. It's been doing very well, and we're excited to bring it here next week. So, are they going to be doing the the gymnastics and everything? And yeah, everything. Nine, hopefully, the yeah. Thing? Hopefully, they live up to my expectations. I know I'll be I'll be in the audience, uh, and it's but it should be a fun show. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to bring my kids to that one. That one's also at the Pikes Peak Center. And then continuing down the line here on December 14th, we got the Fab Four coming in. Yeah, have you seen this group yet? I haven't been to see the Fab Four. No, yeah. not yet. All right, I've heard so. good things. Now, this is obviously a Beatles yeah. kind of tribute uh, group here. We have a, a Christmas Symphony at the Pikes Peak Center December 16th through the 17th. Um, then we have the Nutcracker at the Pikes Peak Center December 19th and 20th. Yep, Colorado Ballet Society with that Nutcracker. And then, you know, your your Springs Philharmonic there with Christmas Symphony doing their, their Christmas show right before Christmas. So if, if you're not in the mood yet, there's some, some, some easy ways to get in the holiday spirit. <laughs> Takes people more and more to get in the mood these days for because it's so transactional. Yeah, you know. But uh, to be able to stop off, I, 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 you know, I think you hit on something there, Jeffrey. Because I think when you stop and you go to a show like this, and you just you're not on your phone, you're not shopping, you're not Amazoning. Is that a verb? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you can just sit there and just take it in. 
I mean, there's, there's a lot of therapy there. Yeah, I would say that's true. You know, there was a moment for me this holiday season. I went to, we were fortunate to have Charlie Brown Christmas. Nice, yeah. nice play at the Pikes Peak Center. Took my daughter to that one. And, you know, I was just in work mode. I was coming out of work. I had my work clothes on. Go, you know, run home, shove some food in my mouth for dinner, grab my daughter. We go to the theater. And I get there, and everyone's in Christmas gear. And I'm like, it was, you know, late November. But still, I'm like, oh, whoa, hey, it's it's Christmas time. All right, here we go. So I wasn't even feeling it. And, you know, everyone was here ready for this this holiday show that, that we were putting on. And, and you know, that that's what kind of kick-started me for this season. Absolutely. Pikes Peak Center's also got Pretty Woman coming up January 8th through the 10th. That looks like fun. I saw a promo on television this morning for that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. That should be fun. Yeah, it's part of our Broadway series. So, um, you know, one of the fun shows that we've got lined up for this year. Uh, Hairspray is another one. So mm-hmm. another another classic, uh, you know, movie turned in, into to theater. So that's another fun one. Uh, Little Women, another great one that's that's won some awards. So yep. uh, great, great Broadway. Absolutely. Schedule. And then one that I, I've got in my crosshairs is the hairball. Yeah. This looks like a blast. Is it as fun as it looks? Hairball was so fun. You know, we, yeah. we brought them here last January for the first time. Uh, it was an act that I believe, you know, my, my boss, Dave names, Nick, the general manager there had brought, <clears throat> uh, had experience in his, his previous position. And he was like, Hey, let's bring these guys to Colorado Springs and see how it does. Uh, you know, notoriously January is not the easiest month to, to sell events. Sure. Uh, but there's also folks looking for something to do. And that was just an awesome experience. Just eighties metal rock, just come out, uh, you know, bring the friends and just, just have a good time. It's just that. They kind sound of pretty good. Have you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Like they, they, they go above and beyond my uh-huh. expectations, at least, you know, costume changes and, yeah. and, you know, the full kiss makeup or whatever you're looking for. They're yeah. going to surprise you with something. So who they, who you got out there? You got kiss, you got is, are they doing Def Leppard or anybody like that? Or uh, they may get in some poison and stuff poison. like that. Yeah. yeah you know, okay. bust out some headbands <laughs> and whatnot. Headbands and, <laughs> and fluorescent clothing. Yuck. All right. What is Momix Alice? That, that is, looks interesting. Yeah. That is a play on the uh, Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Yep. All right. And then you got mania, the Abbey, uh, ABBA tribute band on the 23rd uh, over at the Pikes Peak Center as well. You got Rachmaninoff coming in and then you got Bert. Big Bert. <laughs> Big Bert. <laughs> Bert Kreischer, yeah. Yeah. He's a, a comedian? Comedian, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've not he, seen this guy, yeah. Yeah, he's he's um, got a very, very popular podcast now with another comedian, Tom Segura. Um, mm-hmm. He's been he's been making the rounds for, for a little while. He's He's been you know, quite popular for, for a couple of years now. I think he has a standing show at Red Rocks every, every year, uh, which is, which sells out every year. Uh, so right that's, uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Well, your calendar looks amazing. Uh, you know, we could do this the whole time <laughs> we're here, but you know, you've got hairspray, Lord of the dance, like you said earlier, Jerry Seinfeld's coming into the mix here. You've got some great Christian acts coming in, Toby Mack in that group, uh, you know Taj Mahal and Sonia J- uh, Jabarth. Bar- Bar- How do you say that name? Jabarta, uh, something like that. On March second. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Barth. Joe Barth. Okay. So anyway, just there's a whole basket of great acts coming in here. Um, what what is you know you mentioned co- comedy is one of your better uh, or one of your favorite genres. Uh, what else What else do you like? Uh. 
I think, you know, comedy for sure. I'm also uh, a bigger Broadway fan too okay. than I think folks would, would, uh, some folks might not know about me. You know, yeah. I, I, when I worked in St. Louis, we had a theater attached to our, uh, the Scott Trade Center at the time. So that's where the blues played. Sure. Uh, and they renovated and, and brought this theater back to life in, in downtown St. Louis, which was just a cool experience to be a part of, to be launching that. And they, they brought a great Broadway lineup, uh, which, which was fun. So I, I've started, you know, during that time in my life, I started to really appreciate Broadway um, mm-hmm. and just theatrical acts. Another one that we have coming up here, have you, are you familiar with the, Th- the Thorn at all? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be here. We just announced that this week. That'll be here early March. Through uh, the Easter season. Yeah. So that's, I haven't seen yet, but I'm excited for that because I've, I've heard and read some wonderful things about, about yeah. the show. Now that, that act, I believe, used to be performed at one of the churches in town, uh, I think at New Life. And um, they packed the, they packed the house every time. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've certainly outgrown that now, and they'll be with you guys. That's terrific, uh, Jeffrey. Tell us a little bit about how the concert going experience is changing, because uh, every industry is going through some upheaval or, or shifting of how they do business with their consumers, their audience. Um, you know, we've got a new arena uh, amphitheater coming online here next year. Uh, we've obviously got smaller, more intimate venues. How is the uh, kind of the middle size or tier two city arena and places like the Pikes Peak Center? How are you guys adjusting to changing demands in the market? Yeah, I think, you know, going back to my experience and first moving here, no one had been outside of their house for, for a year and a half. And <laughs> then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, the doors swing open and it's event, event, event. And yeah. so, People were just take my money. Here you go. Let's go to shows and let's have fun. Right on. Uh, so for us, you know, it was a, it was a scramble to to get back to processes and figure out how we're we're doing everything and, uh, correctly and how we can deliver that that experience to folks. Uh, you know that that hadn't been to an event in, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking to the evolution of sports and entertainment and, and events, uh, I feel like for for a little while now there's been a bit of a movement of, hey, we, yeah, we've got, either we've got a great product on the field or on the stage or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, we need to do more. You know, if we're going to ask these folks to pay X to, to come see the show, we can't just throw up a band and say, hey, cool, yeah. have fun. Get your ticket. Yeah. You've got you've to deliver from the time they they think about coming to that show all the way through that's their experience you know the, what's the ticket buying experience like mm-hmm. what does it look like when they <clears throat> when they arrive on site uh is their parking experience okay you know mm-hmm. for me personally <clears throat> working in minor league baseball was kind of that eye opener for me uh where it's 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 a product that very few people in the audience sincerely care about if we're being honest you mm-hmm. know nobody's you know maybe you love your your major league team you love your white Sox, you love your your rockies but minor league baseball, you're there to have fun. You're there to be outside. You're there to <laughs> to have a have a have a drink with your friends, or your kids are going to play in the play zone, the kid zone. Mm-hmm. What what are you delivering on that that secondary beyond what's on the field? You right. know, is the entertainment there? <clears throat> so for me, it's always been instilled in me uh, that you've got to deliver on on some of those intangibles. Otherwise, <clears throat> you're just going to fall behind, and people are going to say, "Yeah, that was fun," but. What else? You know, we're going to, you got to keep up with, mm-hmm. with their experiences, whether it's at another concert or just going to a, a restaurant, you know, people will. It's experience. Yeah. They'll, they'll have this expectation in their head of what they, what they want. If you don't meet that, you may not get their business again. 
That's exactly right. It's all about customer service and experience and being intentional about it because you got multi generations who have very different expectations about their entertainment dollar. And, uh, you know, Colorado Springs, uh, Southern Colorado in general, we are ramping up and uh, certainly raising our game on the types of performances that are coming here. Uh, at the Broadmoor World Arena, as well as Pikes Peak Center. You can uh, take a look at this long calendar that they've got filled out pretty much through November. A few gaps in there, but they will fill them. BroadmoorWorldArena.com. We're back with Jeff Lipsansky, who's going to tell us about how to get some of that backstage access. And what I mean by that is early ticket sales. So stay with us. Back in a moment. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. All right, we are in the fourth quarter here on a Saturday morning. Uh, you're listening to True North. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. We're with Jeff, Jeffrey Lipsansky, who's director of marketing over at the World Arena and the Pikes Peak Center. So the entertainment desert that was Southern Colorado is no moss. We have and continue to evolve. We're attracting some great acts and folks, there's no shortage of opportunities to get out there and see some form of entertainment at either of these venues, uh, as well as others throughout the community. So we encourage you uh, to spend local and uh, support these organizations. You know, when when we fill the arena, when we fill the Pikes Peak Center, they get to report that out to acts that are looking at, uh, are you selling out? Are you getting people to show up? And um, they definitely are. So... Part of, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how the entertainment industry is shifting in terms of, of consumer experience, customer fan experience. And this is a big deal. I mean, the sporting organizations, whether it's Air Force Academy or, you know, the State Games of America, I mean, we're all trying to figure out how can we make this more than just a transactional event, but a, an experience. Uh, you know, J.W. Roth doing the uh, amphitheater up on the north side. You know, they have gone through extraordinary efforts to create a completely different experience. Um, the arena experience, you know, for guys who are 40 and above, I mean, that was part and parcel. That's part of life. You know, you go to your jam session and, and you rock out in an arena, maybe hit a mosh pit or two mm-hmm. along the way. <laughs> um, you know, when you go to a place like Pikes Peak Center, it's probably going to be a slightly more sophisticated event, certainly more tame, mm-hmm. right, generally speaking. And um you know, I mean, you're going there to listen and and, and really uh, be a part of that experience with that artist. So uh, we appreciate what you guys do. We really do. Um, but I definitely want to help people understand how, how they can become a more savvy entertainment consumer. Uh, and you've got a thing called the Backstage Pass. We do. Yes. Yes. Backstage Pass. It's our newsletter. Uh goes out every Tuesday. Uh, that is really your only chance to, to find out about uh, what's just been announced or really what's the, what the pre-sale code is. You know, you're, mm-hmm. We're going to announce on socials. We're going to announce in different ways. We'll send out press releases in different media. We'll pick that up. But they're not going to have that, that pre-sale code. That's going to be in the backstage pass. So 
once uh, once you have that, you're going to be able to purchase tickets uh, in advance before folks have to scramble on Friday at ten o'clock, like mm-hmm. they all like most shows go on sale. So yeah, typically a show will announce on a Monday. We'll we'll roll that out to the public. Then you know Tuesday we'll get that information out to to our subscribers and our followers uh, on on what what's new and you know any kind of special offers that may be happening for events that are coming up here shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then yeah, that'll happen. You know usually Wednesday, maybe Wednesday Thursday. Then tickets go on sale Friday, and hopefully you have yours before Friday if it's a, if it's a Jerry Seinfeld or a show yeah, that, that's hot. That's gonna go fast. So some of the advantage of the backstage pass is obviously you're going to get better seating because you're you're ahead of the rush. Yep, that's coming up when you guys release on a given Friday. Yeah, that's that's a big deal uh, just to not have to scramble on Friday. The other other area we have um, is our Penrose Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a few hundred dollars a year, but the services provided are are unmatched in my opinion. You know, you're going to get. First access to those seats. You'll have someone on our team. Uh, shout out to Brandon, who you can call mm-hmm. to uh, to talk about you know what you want, what kind of seats you want before the you know they're going to be held aside before the the they go on sale to mm-hmm. the public. So <clears throat> that's going to be a location. You know, great great seats in the venue, but also very close to that Penrose Club that's in the Bravo World Arena. So you'll be able to shoot down there and access the bathrooms and, and, and full bar service and all that stuff down there. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an elevated experience and, you know, one that I'd have a hard time not experiencing for an event now that I've, I've done it so many times. <laughs> Gotten spoiled, have we? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting soft, you know, <laughs> no longer the hardcore marketing guy out there. He's like, Hey, where's the bar in this yep, place? Yep. Uh, well, that's cool. So that's called the Penrose club. It is. Yes. Okay. And it's, would you say is a few hundred bucks a year? Yeah. It's, it, you know, we could do one to three years, but it's, uh, it's like 600 a year, depending uh-huh. on how long it goes down from there. And you'd be a part of that. You get a special newsletter and then, yeah, it will make things happen for you. Uh, First dibs on tickets and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So okay. like you know, for Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, is, you know, great example. We keep going back to, but you know, those those guys got that email. I want Jerry. You got it. It's done. Boom. Yep. Oh, and there, you know, we've got probably forty guests that are going to be sitting right in the front row. No hassle, and they're going to love the show. And they have access to this. Yeah, this to the club. To the club. Right. All right. So if you're a corporate organization, you want to entertain some friends or some clients or your staff, uh, you've got other opportunities to do that. We do. You know, we do have a corporate Penrose Club opportunity as well. So mm-hmm. that that can be utilized by different folks in your organization, which is which is nice because you're not tied to just that one person, one family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, yeah, the, the, the Broadmoor Suite uh, at the Broadmoor World Arena is uh, a nice option for for a lot of shows. You know, you've got your your full bar and, and private bathrooms, and yep. our catering team can come up with any menu you'd like to do. Whether mm-hmm. that's you know just some heavy apps or full full dinner, uh, yeah, it's it's all yours for the for the night. And that's kind of the upper deck, right? Yep. And it, there's no windows. I mean, it's open air, so you can look right down into the venue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what about Pikes Peak Center? I mean, do you have preferential seating for various types of acts? Like with a comedian, you probably want to be closer to the stage, right? Yeah, I think I think for most, you're going to want to be closer to the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so funny. And I talked about getting soft. Like I go, I go. We went to Charlie Brown. I told you with my yeah, daughter, yeah. and she looks, turns around, and looks back, and she's like, "Dad, I want to sit up there." And it's the orchestra, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a great seat, but look, we're five rows from the stage." Yeah. She she doesn't uh, she doesn't really make that connection yet. How, <laughs> how lucky it is to be up close, but right. yeah, you know, there's not a bad seat there when you're at two thousand. Um, 
that 2000 capacity, there's, there's really not a really bad option in the house. That's Pike Peak, Pike Pike Peak, Peak Center. Center. Yeah. yeah. And so can, do you have the option or the ability as a Joe consumer out there to get some of those side seats? So yeah, I think you're referring to to those uh, those towers that we have. Yeah, those are super unique. Uh, not a lot of venues have those in the location that we do. Yeah, um, <clears throat> certain acts will say, "Hey, you know what? Don't don't feel great about that. I don't want you know someone on stage with me, basically." Yeah, uh, which is understandable. Uh, I mean, there's obviously security in place and everything, but sure. yeah. uh, you know, for for comedians and different shows like that, they'll they're open to it and they'll have us there. But that's unmatched. You're you're from me to you, 15 feet away from, from the guy that's performing for, for 2,000 people. And then uh, to, to next level the experience, you, you encourage the, uh, uh, the the Broadmoor Club? or It was a Penrose Club. Penrose yeah, Club, yeah. yeah. So super fun. Um, I think a really, really unmatched package as far as, you know, your your cost to what you, what you receive. Very good. Well, thank you for being with us here. Thanks for filling us in. You can go to broadmoorworldarena.com. And uh, you guys got a singular phone number that you want to call out? Uh, you know, no, not no. really. Yeah, it's mostly no. online these yeah, days. Yeah, you know, it? there's different laws and things that we can't really take transactions over the phone with, with tickets and credit cards. So, so yeah, we're we're pretty much uh, in person or or email us broadmoorworldarena.com. Thank you, Jeffrey Lipsansky, and thanks for the folks over at the Broadmoor World Arena and Pikes Peak Center for keeping us informed and entertained here in Southern Colorado. All right, folks, we're out of here for this week. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. You've been tuned in to True North. Till next time.